Yeah. I be looking like I don't have no rhythm. <laughs> I promise y'all I have rhythm. For those that watched Almost Live. We are back. <laughs> Episode. 35. 35. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, India. Hey, Tommy. How you doing? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm good. Coach O, working her. <laughs> y'all, I'm tired. I don't know if y'all can, y'all can tell almost live. I tried to spruce myself up a little bit, but I'm exhausted. So <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, I am switching up a lot of things in my training plan. Not me, but between Coach O and just me as a personal individual, changing uh-huh. some things. And it's gotten me tired. But I'm trying to <laughs> trying to work through it. So you can make it. I know you yes. can. Yes, you're t- you a runner. I am a you're runner. Tough. I am a runner, and I have <sighs> to live the life of a runner. Gotta. That's I love you. Gotta live like a runner. Yes. Gotta live like you gotta recover. You gotta get your rest. All you of gotta that. train. All of that. You gotta live like a runner. Yes, definitely. So oh. the big news, and it actually it was today, wasn't? Or did it come out yesterday? I, must have been I yesterday because you text me. Uh, yeah, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. So I texted okay. you about it yesterday. Yeah, so. you texted me yesterday about it. Big news because we talked about it on the last episode yes. about, uh-oh, maybe, you know, the top three runners from the Olympic marathon mm-hmm. trials here um, in Atlanta won't go to the Olympics because right. of the different standards that the uh, Olympic Committee or IAFF or whatever they call. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> care what they call. Um, the guys that govern everything that let you into the Olympics. They had changed their standards and everything, but and it was a little touchy for the guys. It was a little touchy the for the guys. The ladies the guys were going to be okay fine. regardless, right. um, but yeah, it was a little touchy for the guys. But lo and behold, we have gold changes. label status yes. for the Olympic uh, marathon trials that are going to take place here in Atlanta in February, February twenty twenty. So. Great. Yes. So that so, means that the top three men and top three women that automatically win, automatically get to take it to the Olympics. yes the way it should be done you 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 got to decide it at the trials in my opinion don't tell me you won Chicago I don't right. care you got to decide it at the trials everybody got to run on the same course mm-hmm. decide who goes to the Olympics so I had I was talking to someone um, matter of fact it was Lisa Gosney I was talking to her about it and you a mean question- coach. Coach Lisa Gosney. Coach Lisa Thank you, Coach Lisa Gosney. Put some respect mm-hmm. on it. Put some name. respect on it. Um, something that she asked, she was just like, so do you think that some people will even show up, being that it has changed now? Like, mm-hmm. be, being that, because there's some people that are going to more than likely take one, two, and three. We're not going to do predictions yet, but there's some people that could definitely oh, okay. take one, now two, and three. What you're so for okay. people that are potential that are running it, men more specifically, the men that are running it, and they mm-hmm. know that they're probably not going to drop one, two, three. Like, are they even going to stress themselves out over the next year and a half to even try to make it to the trials? Or are they just going to leave it? Because I know that time still matters, yeah. even though um, the 211 is some change, that still matters. But are people going to kind of drop back now that the standard has changed? What do you think, Tommy? Well, I mean, as me personally, yeah. I would show up. Of course. I mean, that, as, a, as a competitor, I mean, yeah, I'm 50-something. So right now, I might not look like that guy, but when I was younger, I was a competitor. I'm, right. I'm like, I'm going. I mean... Right. You go to the championship. Mm-hmm. You play to mm-hmm. win the game. Right. So, you know, why wouldn't you go? Who knows yeah. what day you might have? Right. Because there, I mean, there obviously are some elite runners mm-hmm. that they drop some bad days and they DNF and things happen. Exactly. So anything can happen. Especially when you, right on up. when you talk about running them Atlanta Hills, anything can happen. Anything. You might train better on Hills than, right. than somebody else. Yes. And, and that, in and, and an article I read, um, 
and I don't want to go too far out of it already, but <laughs> yes. the, I read an article. So there was a uh, for from lessrun.com, Steve mm-hmm. Soprano. Um, I think he used to be an elite runner. I think he used to be. But I guess the Atlanta Track Club um, brought him here for the Peachtree, actually, just okay. to kind of report on that for lessrun.com. Mm-hmm. But while he was here, they let him run the eight-mile loop. And in the end, before I go into what all he said, but in the end, he said it was fair. He said it was a fair. He said it was more rolling hills. Actually, one of his comments was there was no, you know, hills with like these ominous names like Cardiac Hill or anything mm-hmm. like that that are going to be in the eight mile loop, which is true. Right. But I mean, they cut that out. If you live in Atlanta, I mean, it's a cardiac hill on every corner. Mm-hmm. So um, but anyway, um, so he said it was fair, but he did say it it. He said it as well as one of the other runners that came in here and did it for the road to gold. Road to gold. Mm-hmm. They said it, it was a cross between a marathon and cross country. Like, so you're going to be able to use tactics. It's not mm-hmm. just a flat out, just run, keep your pace. You're going to be able to use tactics, especially since it's a loop race also. Right. You have to be smart about it. Yeah. You're going to yeah. have to be smart about it. And so there is, I think it's open. It makes it, it opens it up for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, within reason, but pretty much opens it up for everyone. Like, clearly, if you need to drop 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes off your time, you're not in it. Yeah, you're probably not going to make it. You know what I mean? But there still is some room for people. And I think it's all about strategy. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things is not going out too fast. Um, Atlanta will quickly trick you they'll give you a nice little downhill in the beginning and you're like oh shit i feel like oh, i'm about good. to pr yes. they give you they'll give you like the peace they give you a three mile downhill and then they shoot you with the okie doke for the last three miles of climb yeah so i think that you definitely have to be careful with that i think strategy is what it's all about and i think that that's the name in the game regardless when it comes to running especially running a loop course yeah whether it be the marathon trials or anything else like a loop course is a mental game because yes. it's like okay I hit that one time I have to hit it again yes and really staying in the moment and staying in the time of kind of what you're running and not giving too much to where you have some still push at the end just in case it is a neck-to-neck mm-hmm. race at, yeah. the, at the finish line exactly so. and I mean and the thing is also I mean a lot of people are like well you know why are they going to do the Olympic trials in an area where there's a whole lot of hills well Tokyo I mean, I've never been to Japan, but I do know that there is a, a rather large mountain range that runs through Japan. Mm-hmm. If there's a mountain range that runs through your country, right. then there's going to be hilly areas. So this is my other thing. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, why not have the glory and the victory of doing the trials in a harder place? And then when you go for the finale, it's a little bit easier for you. Yeah. Like in my yeah. mind, I would love the clout that I did the Olympic trials in Atlanta. It was a it was a rather difficult course. And I'm in there. You, you know, know what? I mean? You hit it right on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking today. Mm-hmm. Because I think, okay, so right before the Road to Goal um, race, I did go to the press conference that they had. Well, it wasn't really a press conference. It was more of a conference for the runners right. that the Atlanta Track Club had, and all the runners came in that were going to be competing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the president of the Atlanta Track Club kind of talked about it. But I remember him saying, don't go out here and tell everyone that this course is, you know, Super hilly and unfair and mm-hmm. da 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 da. He said, mm-hmm. "Don't say that." And you know what? I, I, now I'm thinking, why does Atlanta do that? We constantly are trying to. No, it's not that bad. Da, da, da. We're trying to protect let's, our state. Let's embrace. Let's embrace the fact, right, that we are hilly and the Atlanta runners run hills, right. But I think that it's, and I think that that's where the mental mentality comes mm-hmm. in with running. I think for for I think so many people sleep on 
the physical versus mental or mental versus physical mm-hmm. when it comes to being a runner. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yes, you can do hill repeats all day. You can do work on the Stairmaster or whatever that really gets your glutes and quads and all that together to be able to tackle those heels. But, like, if you don't have that mental strength to say, you know what, I'm going to push through another heel or I'm going to do that loop two more times, yeah. it could be a whole other game for you. So yeah. if you're checked out mentally, it could put you in another place. And I think that that's what they meant in regards to don't go out here talking negative about the course because it's it's like you're almost you're setting yourself back already if you're talking negative about it and i think and tess um tess is one of the main race directors that i mm-hmm. know that it hears this yeah she's like oh what hills like she's very like she does not yeah focus on the fact that some of her course yeah. a lot of majority of her courses are hilly but like mm, she doesn't focus on that she's like a race is a race and it's in atlanta at yeah. what point are we going to get over it so i think at this point uh, not only is it physical training but there also needs to be some mental training in regards uh-huh. to being able to get get over that and get through it well honestly i think okay so look at other cities look at san francisco of which course. is definitely probably hillier yes. than atlanta and their marathon is this weekend and they embrace it yes they, they do. embrace They're it like, they say is- hey you gonna come here mm-hmm. you're gonna run these hills and i yes. think that's how we should become in atlanta mm-hmm. we should mm-hmm. take pride in it and i think honestly because just like you said mental the public's marathon mm-hmm. i think a lot of people don't run it mm-hmm. that live right here in atlanta who train these streets all the time they rather go run chicago they rather mm-hmm. go i mean i can understand why you want to new york but mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> they rather go all the, run all these other marathons, mm-hmm. but they don't run their hometown marathon because oh, it's hilly. Right. Well, you train these hills. No, I get it. You should be able to run it. And so I think that so like for me as a person that did Chicago for my mm-hmm. first marathon, yeah. I for one chose that because I didn't want to be defeated as a runner. Like taking on twenty six point two miles and for it to be a very gruesome course and mm-hmm. for it to already be very tiring to just run twenty six point two yeah. miles, but it, for for it to also be a very difficult course, marathons can make you never want to run a day in your life. Like you have to. <laughs> we really, do know people that have stopped running over marathons. Yes, yes. I mean even yes, when I true. when I finished my first mm-hmm. marathon, You're I took like, some time it. off. I You're was like, like who done. does this? Like who does this? <laughs> Who's this I'm crazy? like, who pays for this? Why did um, I pay $180 for this? Exactly. <laughs> so I think that I get the piece of of wanting to have a decent experience for 26.2 yeah. because running 26.2 trained or not trained is not the easiest thing. And it's not something everybody's like, oh, that was great. Like, I don't know very many people. That run around and cheer. That yes, they just, like yeah. you're going to gloat about the fact that you completed 26.2 uh-huh. but there's not very many people that are like oh 26.2 is the best feeling ever no so i think that there's the piece of being at your first or not but i understand what you're saying tommy mm-hmm. as far as like this is your hometown embrace it knock out a marathon here and so, embrace the okay i think we should have shirts that say mount atlanta hills. mount atlanta well you know the back of my shirt right now says heat hills and humidity exactly yes. that's Run H that's Run what, that's, that's what we are. So their logo is heat, hills, and humidity, and that's what it is in Atlanta. Exactly. So. You come in here, this is what you're gonna deal with. Mm-hmm. You if you scared, you scared. That's right. all I'm saying. But anyway. But I do know people that have run here and they were like never again. So but that's just yes. that's the ego bust for them. But yes. my thing is there's gonna be people that are gonna say, you know what, never again. Yes. And then there's gonna be people that says, you know what, I'm taking on Atlanta, I'm coming back and I'm gonna beast out these hills. Exactly. So there's two different people. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And I, you know, we got kind of off, but once again, <laughs> Gold medal status, I mean, gold label status for the Olympic trials here in Atlanta. So I'm very happy about that. Um, As we get closer, 
We're going to start asking for people's predictions. Predictions on top threes and all that. Check out um, Rambling. Is it Rambling Runner? Rambling Runner. Rambling Runner. I don't know how many he's got, but he's got quite a few of the uh, people that are coming here Mm -hmm. and has interviewed them. Check out his podcast. Um, I want to say he's on episode four or so, and I think Uh he might have 10 or 12. Yeah, he's got quite Mm -hmm. a few of the Olympic um, hopefuls that um, he's interviewing and it's you know get to know them mm-hmm. so that when they do come here you you got you, yeah. you know you got maybe your favorites so maybe tell us who your favorites are who's gonna be one two and three right on the men's side it may be kind of easy to call but on the women's side it's wide open no, there's it's a wide lot up. it's wide there's open. a lot of women that could walk away with one it's two, wide or open. Three. i have my predictions but it's wide open okay so as we get closer yes. we'll get into that and we'll get more into like if you're actually coming to atlanta to hang yes. out where what, to eat where, to, where eat. to stand for the race that'll be a good place exactly. like all of that stuff we'll get into that for you yeah. guys because we knows? know we do have some maybe, out of maybe town we'll do a little up. run duo section Me- yeah, a little, little meetup or something <laughs> yeah we'll do something for you guys so anyway but but that, that's great news. So that's the first thing we wanted to start off with. Now, yes. we, we were talking about, you know, the challenge challenge of running in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. How about the challenge of running starting in Death Valley, the lowest point mm-hmm. in North America, mm-hmm. and running 135 miles, and you end up 8,300 feet above sea level. Mm. Bad water 135. Mm. Uh, that went on not this past weekend. I think it was the weekend before. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago. Both the men and the women broke the record. Wow. So, um, and I'm gonna butcher these names. Do you think like in other countries they butcher like American names? Like they have to. They'd be over there like Tame. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think they pronounce my name? Indy. <laughs> Because I'm about to work these names. Um, Try your best, Tommy. Try your best. The young lady that won, she's from Poland. Um, I'm going to say her name is Patricia. That Mm -hmm. looks pretty close. It's a J in there, Mm -hmm. but that ain't how we spell it. And I'm going to go with the last name, Bereskowska. Bereskowska. There you go. So she did 135 miles in 24 hours, 13 minutes, and 24. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. Say it again. 135 miles in 24 hours, 13 minutes, and 24 seconds. That. She ran for 24 hours. 24. Well, you have 48 hours to complete. I mean, of course, but I'm just saying, like, in my mind, I'm like, <gasps> well, and I didn't figure hers out, but the winner of the men's, mm-hmm. um, Yoshi, Yoshiko Ishikawa, 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 I'm going to go with Ishikawa. <laughs> um, he did the 20, the 135 miles in 21 hours, 33 minutes and one second. He was averaging a sub 10 per mile. That is crazy. Over 135 miles. That is amazing. And the things that the human body can do. Well, and it's not just that. The things that for bad water, it is it is billed as the world's hardest foot race. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's as bad as because there's a there's a race in Greece called the um Spathathlon or something. It's a race that Pheidippides supposedly ran Mm -hmm. from so place to marathon Mm -hmm. to warn of the whatever, but it's 150 something miles. But, and this guy, uh, Yoshi actually won that as well. So, but anyway, that one to me sounds harder because I've been to Greece and it gets hot here. Mm -hmm. Man, Greece is ridiculous and it's a very, very mountainous area. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so, but they call this the world's hardest uh, foot race. In parts of it, it's so hot that the runners are running on pavement. It's so hot. So to keep their 
shoes from melting. melting. Wow. You know, the white strips, the paint strips, mm-hmm. they run on that as opposed to the pavement. Okay. And it keeps their shoes from melting. Wow. That's how hot it is. But Woo! anyway, so he wins and then he bit, takes down, he takes a knee right after he wins. He takes a knee and asks his girlfriend to marry him. Aww. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah. You know what? I, I mean, she said yes, but what if she would have said no? My you thing run 135 is, miles. And right. she's like, you know what? I got to think about it. My thing is, man, y'all need to propose when you know your girl is wanting it because. So it shouldn't be a surprise. No, it needs to be a surprise. But How's you know, it a surprise if you know she's going to say yes? That's not a surprise. What? How is that a surprise? The proposal can be a surprise, but you need to know if your girlfriend is ready and wanting to be a wife and your wife. I think guys know that. Do they? Yeah, you should. If your girl always talking about marriage and when you gonna put a ring on it and me, us, we, family, did it, did it, did it, did it, like you know <laughs> when a woman is wanting that with you. If a woman not bringing any of that up, don't get on the knee. Don't get on the don't, knee. Don't do if it. If she be talking about I'm going with my girls, don't do it. And she's like, well, we going. We, me and my girls going to if Dubai. If she's still saying I, and she not saying we, I'm just saying. That's, anyway, that's, that's the switch over. Yes, from I. To we. I that, mean, there's, you know, there's some little <laughs> stuff in between, but, but eyes and we's is important. When she say we, that's when you got to go, oh, okay. Okay, so oh, I'm, in, I'm oh, in this thing I'm in a this? little bit. Uh-huh. We together on this? Uh-huh. Okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. But yes, for him to propose, that is amazing. How did he get off of that knee, though? Yeah. After, After 135 uh, miles? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get up. But see, he reminds me, because I read quite about him, and he reminds me a lot of, of our former uh, guest, um, Michael... Uh, Wardian. Wardian. Yeah. He does those. He actually, because I think it was like, a race that Mike life. won um, where you had to run so you, you It was a 24-hour race, and whoever ran the most miles won. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing and won it one year, too. Okay. So I think he's kind of the same kind of guy. He's an ultra runner. He's used to this. Yeah. Like, well, but this is what blew my mind about the whole thing. Okay. There's no prize money for the bad water. You get... He got the same amount of he got okay. So when you finish Bad Water, if you finish within that forty eight hours, you get a belt buckle, which I'm sure is a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. But you get no money if you win. So he set a record, broke the record, won, but he got the same thing as the person that came in last. dead last. Mm. Well, not dead last, but the person that you know <laughs> finished in, within that forty eight hours. The last person to cross the line within that forty eight hours got the same thing that he got. I'm laughing at you with his dead last. But anyway, yes, that is, that I don't know. Is, I, I mean, like my medals and the fact that you did that. I mean, he's okay with the clout and he's been put down in history and all that stuff. But sometimes you want something. Well, I guess, tangible. I mean, I still would like to do it. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I would like to do. I would like to do the one in Greece, too. That just mm-hmm. sounds, I mean, as a runner, running that, that course mm-hmm. has to be historic to you. And I've, right. I've read of people who've done it. But... You know, there's, I would like to do it, and, and I would like to get it, because I know I'm not going to break anybody's record. Right. Um, I may get there at, you know, 47 hours and, and 59, 59 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And 59 exactly. Mm-hmm. And get my, get my you know, little little medal. So mm. it is what it is. But congratulations. Congratulations yes. on her saying yes. Congratulations to all of that. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yes. So, speaking of uh, mental, we we were talking a little bit earlier about, Uh like, mental running and things of that nature. So, of course, I'm training right now. Uh And, I mean, can you believe it's been, like, it's been, this is week six. And you're training? That I've been training with Uh Coach O. I I feel like it hasn't been that long, but it's been that long. Uh It's been a long time. 
Anyway, so over the last um, two weeks, this is going on my second week, I decided to step out of my comfort zone and find somebody to run with. Okay. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I have been running with a young lady named Nicole and she, what up, Nicole? What up, Nicole? So she is of a different pace than I am. Uh-huh. Um, and some, I don't like to hear people say slower, but she yeah. is, I can be a little speedier than her at uh-huh. times. Um, and so of course on the first time that we ran, she kind of posted, she was like, I don't know why India wants to run with me. She's out <laughs> here. She's encouraging me. That's great. She's faster than me. Mm-hmm. I'm slower, whatever, whatever, whatever. So of course my point of reaching out to her was I needed to ensure that I stayed consistent. I don't have an issue with consistency, like being mm-hmm. with coach. O. um, I'm that person. You give me a training plan. I'm going to do it. Okay. However, um, I learned that I need to do r- runs at a different time of the day because with my job, I'm sitting down six to eight hours a day. Okay. And when I get out of, you know, doing, doing my job and I try to go out for a run, my body is stiff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not enough stretching in the world that can undo the stiffness that that is. So I'm like, okay, India, maybe you need to tra- start, you know, working out in the morning versus the evening. So I will always see her working, you uh-huh. know, doing her runs in the morning. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I reached out her for reach out to her for that. Obviously, change of day, consistency, holding me accountable, mm-hmm. getting my runs done because you know you all know that it's been very hot in the evenings. Um, and then I also wanted to kind of work on some of the aesthetics of me and for my easy runs to be really easy runs. Okay. Because I think sometimes we underestimate like when I get my training plan from Coach O, it gives me two to three days of easy runs. So that means that I don't have to pound out these ridiculous paces like I can take it easy yeah. and it's just getting the miles on my legs yeah so I'm like why not use those days as my easy runs okay so um I found it interesting that there had been a couple people that have reached out to me um just kind of like why would you run with someone that's quote unquote of a different pace or yeah. a little bit slower than you uh-huh. are and I'm like there's a lot of different reasons and benefits that I've gotten out of running with mm-hmm. Nicole so obviously she's getting me out of the bed early yeah. in the morning I wake <laughs> up at four o'clock in the yeah. morning twice yeah. a week to uh-huh. go run with her mm-hmm. um so my runs are done in the morning and I don't have to worry about the evening my body is more um loose and I don't have that stiff feeling when I'm running. Okay. Um, she also runs intervals. So it allows me to try do the whole interval and kind of sticking with the interval piece uh-huh. mentally for me, intervals sometimes can be, tr- can be tiring because okay. I feel like I'm like, I'm walking and then I'm taking off and it's almost like doing sprints. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So transitioning from that, I feel like my heart rate is better. Mm-hmm. Like it's coming down and I'm also able to focus more on form. I feel like when I'm running by myself, I'm like sluggish and I'm like, I'm trying to pull it out. Like, and it's yeah, like, let's just, can we get this? Where's, just, can we just where's get the finish? Where is the finish? Right. Whereas with this, mm-hmm. I'm really like focusing on that. And also the mentality of just being beat up mentally with running with faster people. Sometimes it's not what we mm-hmm. need. So for me, I'm, I'm that runner. If I go to a group run, yeah. if someone is faster than me, I'd be like, all right, girl, I'll see you at the end. Uh-huh. I'm not that person that's like run and I'll catch you. Yeah, I have. There's two different mentalities of runners. I'm not that one that if I see someone and they pass me and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna catch them. That's not my mentality. I'm like, okay, I'll get to the end when you get sometime after when you get <laughs> see to the you in end. a minute. <laughs> see you in a minute. Uh-huh. So I think that there's different mentalities in regards to running, and I'm getting benefits out of it. She's getting benefits out of it. Um, we're trying to work with getting her time down, uh-huh. work on different intervals, um, and just I don't know. Just I feel like it's also just helping and encouraging. Like I'm yeah. enjoying that yeah. piece of it as well. So 
it's been interesting. Well, I mean, honestly, because uh, I was actually reading something because, you know, Kipchoge's getting ready to do his attempt again. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's reaching the point where he's gone back to his training camp in um, in uh, Kenya. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't believe you can get as much gain running alone as you can running with other people, mm-hmm. which I can definitely see where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see, you know, how Nicole is definitely catching with you and right. then how you're using her for more of your accountability buddy mm-hmm. um, as well to get you out of bed in the morning to go yeah. run. You're kind of doing it for both because I'm sure both of y'all are both like, you know what, I don't want to go, but I already told India, yeah, I already told Nicole. Sure. And even mentally for me when I'm running, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't give up. She's counting on me not to give up. You yeah. know what I mean? There's times that she's, you know, told me after run she wants to do two or three walk breaks. Uh-huh. And she was like, but you wasn't hearing that. I was like, no, I'm trying to pump these miles out. Yeah. You know, so it still is, even though, I, you know, I may be ahead of her at uh-huh. some points, it's still pushing me to continue when I want to stop too. Yeah. So I think that that is something that I have missed uh-huh. is in regards to running with people um, because during Chicago training, my second sh- Chicago marathon round, I didn't train with anybody. It was yeah. just me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Okay. I'm enjoying it. That's good. I mean, it's I'm, a I'm glad. It's a little mix up to my training. I'm glad. And it's causing me to, the AM run, for people that run in the mornings, Lord, be with y'all. <laughs> I'm hoping, Braxton, whatever he says, a month is what you should give yourself of getting your body used, used to, to it. it. Yeah. Because in the morning, by because we get up at four, we take off by like four fifty five, five o'clock. Uh-huh. I am literally slow nodding and dozing by like eight o'clock. Like I'm struggling, and I'm trying not to OD on coffee. Yeah. Like I, I don't you. want to have to do that. I don't want to get a like. Uh, yeah, I get addicted you. to it and feel like I have to have it. Yeah. Try so. tea. That's yeah. what I did. I switched to tea. It works. Get you some good caffeine tea. Okay. Yeah, it, it definitely works. That. And it's a little easier on your body than mm-hmm. than coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's great. And I'm I'm enjoying, you know, I'm everybody is, I'm sure, listening to your journey mm-hmm. with Gocho, Lace Up Fitness. Lace Up Fitness. Um, most definitely. And, you know, we're going to get more into it as to her interaction with Coach O. So people who've <laughs> never had a coach maybe can kind of figure out if that's something that they want to do, and then they can, you know, call up Lace Up Fitness and get this going with uh, with Patrick. But um, good to hear. Yeah. I've been seeing your posts. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on the morning because I've been doing the 4 a.m. runs mm-hmm. myself during the week, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah. it is hard to get up. Yeah, take it but to bed, too. Like, if I'm not in the bed by 9 o'clock, like, oh, yeah. nothing. No, like, I try to go wrap. to bed at 8, but, you know. It's a wrap. Trey don't want to hear that. Right. Uh, um, but anyway, um, that that's great. So I, I I definitely encourage running with people because, like I said, when I went to the Peachtree, it's been so long since I've hung out with people, the mm-hmm. running community, because I'm out here in Tucker and I'm just kind of running on my own. Right. Seeing other runners mm-hmm. definitely makes me go, damn, he in shape. Damn, mm-hmm. he in shape. Damn, look at his form. Damn. And it depends on where you run, too. Yeah, like, uh-huh. there's certain parts of the city that I run, and I'm always passing other runners, yeah. and I'm doing the whole run now. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Like, it's other people out here. Yeah. And there's certain parts of the city where it's, like, nobody, and I'm just like, do 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 So I think that that makes a difference, too. Like, where you run, if yeah. there's other active people around you, yeah. who you're running with. It's always good to see people. It just gives you that motivation. Exactly. So. Exactly. Now, um, you're, you're Nike. You're a Nike person, right? Yes. Basically. <laughs> why, why you say it like, like, yes. I say, okay, so I say that with hesitation mm-hmm. because over the last two training cycles or marathon training cycles, I have not worn Nikes. Really? Um, what 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 was it saying? You you did tell me what you were wearing. Asics. A, no, I was oh. wearing Adidas Energy Boost. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's, that's been my shoe. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still not in love with it. 
No? No, I still haven't found my shoe yet. Yeah. I'm still working on that. Uh Um, The reason is I have been a Nike person for so long. Yeah. Um, I used to do the Vimero 10s, and now I think they almost at 20s, literally, probably at like 16 (laughs) or something. But the shoe just does not do the same as a 10 did, and it's hard to find the 10. So I just was like, let me switch over to something else. So it's working for me right now, but it's still not the it shoe. But okay. I still love Nike, like all my clothes, uh-huh. headband, like I, the the Nike stuff that I have in my closet is just ridiculous. So yes, I'm still a Nike girl. Gotcha. Now, um, once again, I don't know the I A F whatever they call. So, you know, in 2016, mm-hmm. Nike with the Vaporfly four percenters or whatever the the Kipchoge wore in the Olympics, the top three finishers all wore that that shoe. Mm-hmm. At the time, that shoe was not available. Mm-hmm. Only people that could wear it were people who were sponsored right. by Nike. Mm-hmm. You know, they were experimenting with them or whatever. Right. And they ended up taking the top three spots. Now, fast forward. So there has been a rule put in because of they felt like maybe that shoe gave an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. So instead of banning the shoe... What they said was that any any uh, type of shoe used must be reasonably available to all in the spirit of the university of athletes. So basically, they're not banning the shoe, and we're going to lose you on Almost Live, so peace out. Um, <laughs> instead of banning the shoe, they just said any shoe has to be available for everybody. Right. Reasonably. Right. And what that means, I don't know what reasonably means. Yeah, because $350 may not be reasonable. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess that you should be able, as an elite athlete, get a hold of the shoe even if you're not sponsored by Nike. Right. Basically. Which is what did not happen with the, like, the 4%. Like, yeah. Like, they were initially launched, they were not open for everybody. Exactly. Right. So that is the new rule. Now, mm-hmm. fast forward to this year. So, uh, Safan Hassan... Uh, broke the woman's world record in the mile. She ran it in four minutes, 12 seconds, and 30 seconds. That's the woman's world uh, record? Four, 12, 13. I'm sorry, four minutes, 12 seconds, and... 12 minutes, 30 seconds. No, it's the mile. Oh. <laughs> if that's a record, we about to put Not you on the track. Hours. Yes, it's four minutes <laughs> and 12 seconds and 30, whatever. Whatever. Um, so that's the world record. I thought women had broken the four-minute mile. I guess not. I didn't know that. Okay, that's news to me. Anyway, <laughs> but she ran it, and Nike has a prototype out yes. for the 4% Vaporfly spike. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Laura Muir, she won or she r- broke the British indoor mile record in the same shoes back in February. Right. Um, uh, Hassan just did this on July 12th, just this past uh, weekend or weekend before last. Um, but... I got this article off of Let's uh, Run.com, and that Let's Run.com is really good. They really have some great they articles. Some they stuff. dig into some really good stuff. Um, but they actually reached out to the governing body and was like, well, are y'all going to, you know, do an investigation? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they shot back with, well, it basically said no. Mm-hmm. They really, you know, hadn't looked in Because I guess any world's record is – some kind of scrutiny is given to it. Some yeah. form it of verification. Steroids, yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's yeah. some kind of scrutiny given to it. Mm-hmm. But as far as they could tell, nothing was going to be given about the shoes. So, I mean, me personally, number one, let me let me talk about the rule. Because I, I guess the plate does give you a little bit of, I don't know if I would call it unnatural. Bounce. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm guessing they call it unnatural, but I mean, after letting, um, what's the young man from Australia? They, he ran on the blades in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They, um, I don't want to say what he's bad for, but he killed his girlfriend. You don't remember the dude that ran with the blades Mm-mm. in the 400? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, there's a guy. <laughs> he ran on. Um, he was, he's, amputee, he's an amputee. Mm-hmm. And he ran on his blades mm-hmm. in the Olympics. He ran the 400 meter, I want to say. I mean, he didn't win anything, but they allowed him to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you allow him in, I, I don't see how, you know, you can keep anything else out. So my concern with this is I think that certain shoes can make you a little bit faster. Like as far as that's just like the ounces to, to how much, uh, how much a shoe weighs. Right. So if you're out here wearing, you know, a heavy ounce shoe Mm -hmm. with a lot of cushion versus a racer, you're going to your legs and how you pick up your legs is going to be very different than if you had on a heavier shoe. Right. Yeah. So, but I don't believe like, I think that shoes definitely can help. But I don't think it's going to make, it's not going to take minutes. I don't think it's going to take minutes off of your time. Well, I mean, do I think Kipchoge is going to beat you regardless if he's running in shoes or barefoot? But yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. Yeah. But that's but what I'm saying. Can he put on some thick hokas and still run some decent, some decent probably good still times? Beat you. He yeah. probably still can. But that's, you're talking about the elite, elite, elite. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Everyday um, people. Like, I don't think. Not even he, every day. A lower level elite runner. Okay. That might give him the edge to go from fifth place. The second place. That's money. True. So my, I guess my thing is, if it's something that is going to unnaturally increase, because the shoe, even, and I didn't write it all down, but in the rules, mm-hmm. basically the shoe is there just to help you grip the road. That is what they're saying the shoe is for. The you spikes. Can, yeah. Yes. You can actually officially run barefoot. You can officially run in one shoe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... They, they don't take the shoe, but one, to me, once you start letting, once you bring it, because you were saying, okay, I don't think it's going to, maybe a minute. So, okay, why can't I go and put on them little jump shoes that the women be working out in? I can't. I That's mean, I'm just saying, totally different, though. but it's still a shoe. It's still a shoe. Yeah. I mean, so it gives me a 20% advantage <laughs> over the 4%. I don't understand what what's the line. Oh, well, if you get to 5%, then we're going to start talking about it. So, so you feel it is a disadvantage that well, they're able to wear those. I shoes. don't think you should be able to wear anything that that unnaturally gives you. I don't want to say an advantage because what they're trying to say is if they, if anybody can get it, you don't have an advantage because they could wear that shoe too. So, do you feel like it's disadvantage disadvantage because it's a carbon plate? Because I would challenge you mm-hmm. in the midst of how all shoes are made because all shoes are made to to technically be faster, technically be this, technically be that, but. It, I.e. It's, it's, the weight of shoes. It's the the weight. Yeah. Okay. Weight, but that doesn't. That's not giving you because you could. Okay. Once again, you could run barefoot. Okay. So there's no weight. Mm-hmm. There's no shoe. Mm-hmm. But it, it, everything is still natural. Mm-hmm. So I don't think weight has anything to do with it. But when you put something in the shoe, okay. So in golf, for for senior citizens, mm-hmm. they have these clubs that actually have a a. It's not a charge, but when they swing it, something pushes from the head of the club and hits the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's how, when you get older, mm-hmm. some seniors play. Mm-hmm. Well, they're more than seniors. These are like people in their 80s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll kick the ball, and it gives you an advantage. You can't use that in official PGA play because right. it gives you an advantage. Okay. And I think it's the same thing 
with this, even though, once again, they're trying to say it's not because anybody can get it. Okay, so they're playing it on the fact of availability versus yeah. not availability. Yeah, so if everybody can get it, it's not an advantage because, mm-hmm. you hey, you can get this shoe if you want it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you don't want to wear it, that's on you. So I, I still say, you know, once you open up the door to allowing some po- piece of equipment to make you faster. But, I mean, you could go across everything. You could go across the suits that swimmers are allowed to wear now, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, things like that. But I, I, I think that there's always going to be some kind of wardrobe. Um, what's the word? Mm-hmm. Like change or some kind of wardrobe aesthetic like look that's going to try to help you to do certain things that's just like when cyclists wear the uh the wetsuits versus or the zip up yeah you know fitted zip up shirts like they during certain parts of their their rides they unzip and some parts of the ride they zip like that changes performance yeah i mean i understand like certain types of shirts like going from cotton to do dry fit Supposedly, you know, you know, sweat doesn't hold you down. You're not weighing yourself down, so you should be faster in that way. But st- to me, this is the next step. So, like I said, I'm gonna just get some springs. I'm gonna put it on the bottom of my shoe <laughs> and see if anybody get mad. You mad? You mad? Then go. Get- hey, you can get some. I got some at the house for you if they're, you want them. They're affordable. They're, avail- they're available for everybody. Yes. So anyway. All right. We are how many weeks away? We're two months and some days away from the race. Yeah, um, if you hadn't signed up, you better go sign up because yes. the price is about to go Prices up. Prices are going up on August 1st, so if you are undecided about the race, please go register. You can go to active.com. Um, prices are currently $80 for the half marathon, and it will go up to $90 on August 1st. And for the 5K, um, they're currently $30. It will go up to $35 um, on August 1st. So please, we're starting to get out of that that range of, oh, that's reasonable. Like, I think, I think us <laughs> runners have... Or a pay range for races that's reasonable, and yeah. don't don't procrastinate and get into that range where you then you really really thinking that you don't want to do it because you don't want to miss out on this. It's a good race. Yeah, definitely a good race. Definitely a good course. Um, if you've never run in Atlanta, it's a good course to to, to your first course because you run through a lot of historic Atlanta. Definitely historic Atlanta, and just being able to just you know, give back to the community and enjoy something that's different. It's, it's a race. This is the second year that it's gone on and it's been put on really well by Tess and the, everyone else that's part of the unity collective. And it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's my comeback half marathon. Is it? It's my call it the comeback. <laughs> it's the comeback half marathon. Call it the comeback. You're going to run Thanksgiving. Nope. <laughs> I don't run that race anymore. You done with it? I'm done with that race. Why? I've done it three years in a row. I don't like it. Why? I, it's too cold. And well, I it just, can be cold. And I don't like the course. Well, it's a half marathon, so the coolness I like. I don't want it to be hot. No, but I was shivering like I... It, the, <laughs> I was about to say she something that would out. have been like, very <laughs> rude, so I'm not going to say that. Um. The way that I was shivering after this, I think it was the second year that I ran Thanksgiving. Like it was, it was not, oh, this is great weather because I'm sweating. It was literally, I can't feel any of my body. Really? Yes. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. That's how I feel about the hot chocolate. 
the hot chocolate was, that's here. It was just as brutal. Like hot, cho- I don't do hot chocolate anymore because of that too. I'm like, it's yeah. brutal. Yeah, hot chocolate. I actually, um, the one year I ran it, I couldn't feel my feet yeah. for the first mile. That's it was just like, my feet I were like don't, stone. I don't like to feel like that. I can't feel my hands. Can't like, mm-mm, don't like that. No. I do love the ten miler though. That is a good race. Uh, I really Texas like the ten miler. No, no, no. The oh, the PNC ten miler. Okay, the PNC ten miler. Yes, I do like that race. I do like that race. I don't know why I like that race. I was running that ten miler when I was not even like running, running, running seriously. Yeah, I've only run that once. I like the ten miler. Yeah, so I think they changed the course, so I need to run it. They did last year. Yeah, they changed it last year. I didn't run it last year, but the ten miler is definitely one of those to to do. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's part of the Atlanta Track Club Triple Peach. Yes. So if you run the Peach Tree, you run the Ten Mile, and you run Thanksgiving, and you pay an additional, I don't know how much you pay additional. Mm-mm. Um, you get a, another medal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they add the Ultimate Peach on. So yeah. If you do, if you do th- the if you do Publix. Yeah. You get the Ultimate Peach. Uh, so you get the Ultimate Peach. Goodies that so you can do. Always something special. Yes. Yes. So this weekend, um. Biofree San Francisco Marathon. I know we talked about that earlier. So good luck to everybody that is running that marathon. That's a big deal. Um, and then what's today's day? And then the Grandma Marathon is this weekend too. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good so, Boston qualifier. Exactly. So good luck to everybody that is running. Um, no, no, no. I gave you the wrong date. Oh, here you we go. You got me looking at. Uh, I got you looking at. Got me looking at. That was June. Just San Fran this weekend. Not okay. just San Fran. There's other ones, but I try to pick out some of the big races that are going on. Okay. So good luck to everyone that is running the San Francisco. The, the cool thing about San Francisco is if you don't want to run, want to run the uh, marathon, you can either run the first half as a half or the second half as a half. Mm-hmm. I would like to go run the one that goes over the bridge. Yeah. And so that I think that one is the second half. And yeah. I think the registration for that gets booked up really quick. Yeah. The second half yeah, goes to, fast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yes, yes. everybody wants that iconic yeah. running over exactly. the bridge. And it's a little bit more expensive to be able to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have to close the bridge off and exactly. all that good stuff. So good luck to everybody that's, that's one, running um, that. Yeah. That's, that's San Francisco's one that's on my list to run after I finish all the, the world majors. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. I'm coming out of marathon retirement 2020, hopefully. 2020? It depends on how my half marathon in, in October goes. But for the but race. I'm only going to do, I'm only going to do, um, yes, for the race. But yeah. I'm only going to do majors. I don't need to go anywhere else and do fulls. You wouldn't even, like, go to Paris for the experience to run the Paris marathon? Maybe. I want to just do the majors first, like do the majors and I'll go to Paris for a half. Like I'm one, I want to do the, I still am on the quest for 50 halves for 50 states. Oh, okay. Like I'm still in a quest for that, uh-huh. but like half marathons, I think is like my sweet spot. Like yeah. doing fools. It's just, I don't see how people love to do it. I really don't. Well, I can kind of see how, cause like you said, once, like if you just like one of those, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So if you one of those people that are constantly training, constantly in shape, I can see you going and running, you know, marathons all the time. I think it's for a special person. I really do. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's for a special special person. And I think, I don't think that it is something that you should just do. Like, I'm not one of those people that feel like, oh, the human body can do anything. Like, I don't feel like people should be dropping full marathons every other weekend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not one of those people that feel like that is even Mm. healthy. So when I see people that are dropping full marathons back to back to back, I'm like, why? Like, why are you putting your body through that for one? And for two, like, who are you trying to please? Because 
it just it, to me it does it does do, it just does not make sense to me. Yeah, like I feel like spread it out. You know, mm-hmm. even the elite. I mean, obviously the elite are dropping fa- a lot faster times than the people that we know. Yeah, but I think that it still is not smart. Uh-huh. Let me just say that. Like, why put your body through that turmoil, regardless of training the day of the race? Like doing twenty six point two miles is not an easy feat to do. And to put your body through that and then consistently do it and like doing a one a month yeah. kind of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand that. I mean, once I heard Kipchoge only ran two a year, I decided. But that's my point. Yeah. Like elites are like, not yeah, out if here. You're not running that many. Then I'm guessing it's not a good thing to run that. They're many. They're not out here doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just think that, you know, respect the mileage and I respect people that can do it. I mm-hmm. think, you know, being me, you and I are marathoners. I think the fact that like to say that you have done 26.2 is the glory yeah. Of yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A marathon. The fact that you can say I have completed twenty six point two is what the glory is, but I just don't understand the fact. You know what's crazy though? Because of the type of people we hang out with, doing one twenty six point two is kinda like, Oh, you did a marathon? How many have you done? Mm-hmm. Oh, you only did one. Lisa yeah. said that to me this yeah. weekend. Yeah. She yeah, said I saw yeah, her man. at Silver Comet uh-huh. Trail and she was like, Yeah, India good now because she uh she ran two marathons. because um, you know, when you just <laughs> run one, you can't really say nothing. But if you've done two or more, you gotta you can say you can do well, a little talk. And that's because of the type of people we hang out with. Yeah, because we have we I know someone personally that mm-hmm. <clears throat> was doing several a month. Yeah. And it's just like so People that are putting it down consistently. Yeah. So, yeah, just saying that you've done one isn't anything. It's like, oh, you did a 5K? Well, that's why you have to go and hang out with your work friends. And they get They, they get, give you all the oh glory. Oh, my gosh. They're like, oh, I did a 5K before. Wow. I'm, so a marathon is how many miles? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I still get that. Bryson's still like that. When I do my training miles, he's like, yeah. how many are you doing today? And I'm like, 10. Good God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in our, in, in, in our For home, runners in our home, I, I say this all the time. Heather would rather me not be a runner mm-hmm. because I'm happy about she it. can go. Oh, I'm running 16 today, <laughs> and some her mate can go. Wow, honey, where as I go, right. yeah, I ran 16 too. What yeah, you okay? I did that yesterday. Yeah, get on over here and mm-hmm. help me with these dishes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sore. What are you? So, yeah, yeah. So I, I do understand the the difference. You know, the crazy thing is, I always see this because, like, you know, you get these memories in Facebook. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm, you know, I know a lot of runners, and you know, have been involved in the running community. Mm-hmm. When I post a run. You know, I get a lot of likes, but back, I can see like back in the day when, you know, I didn't know any runners, you know, I get like seven likes, mm-hmm. you know, like I ran 10 miles. Oh, that's great. Right. Right. <laughs> like people don't even care, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now people to support runners, support other runners. Yeah. And I feel like I, so for me, I feel like I have a lot of ghost followers. So I have a lot, not ghost followers, but like people that are work watching lurking. Yeah. And like, if I see them in the street, they'll say something about my run. They'd be like, Oh, I see you still running. And I'm like, but they don't ever like a picture. They don't ever comment, <laughs> but they looking. So be careful. People, people, they are looking. I mean, that's why I changed the stories. That's why you very I very rarely post my run as a post now. Mm. I do it as a story because you can see everybody looked at it. Yeah. You can you know. Doesn't it suck like the 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 atmosphere and the energy that we have to put into stuff like that? Like why well, do we I even really, have to like? I, honestly, that's not why I did it. The reason I switched the stories is I hated every year my top pictures were all running pictures mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. I was mm-hmm. like, my work, I'm, I'm, I do more than run people. You know, yeah. I'm, that's not my life. So this year I wanted to make sure my top <laughs> picture better be my son. No, I got you. 
<laughs> so that's you. why I kind of switched to that. And, you know, I don't I, and, and do the, do it that way. And also, I just hated to look at my timeline. And it's not about running, 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 running. Yeah, mine is a lot of running as well. Yeah. I think for me, it's when I post like non run pictures and I actually have on clothes, regular yeah. clothes and not sweaty and I mm-hmm. have on little makeup. It's like, oh, you you actually you clean up well. And it's like, yeah, I'm still a person. I do this every now and then. Every now and again. Yeah, but running is our life, though. I mean, that's the legitness of it. Like, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. And I was like, running is kind of what I do. That's like, yeah. that's my healthy hobby. Like, do I do other things? Of course. Yeah. But I also have, like, with my social media, I am very particular about putting too much personal stuff into it. Because, uh-huh. you know, my, my profile is public. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, am cognizant of that. Because there are some people that are not so great out there. So. Yeah, there's some really butt heads out there, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you like there are. There are. Anyway. Yeah. Well, another great episode. Another great episode. Um, yes. So in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll be at it again. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I'm thinking next week we'll probably we don't have we didn't have a guest the last couple of weeks, but I'm thinking we'll probably uh, end up with the guest. Yes, we. Will. Uh, for next week, I don't know who it's gonna be. We might just you know we might do man on the street. <laughs> <laughs> we might just go out on Peachtree and just start asking people start questions. Asking some questions. And just start asking questions. We might yes. do man on the street. Yes, yes, yes. For anybody that is full uh, or even half fall marathon training, if you have any questions for us, any tips that you want to add or ask, let us know. Shoot, Hit us in the DMs, email us, um, comment under this post, because I want to you know, do a little section on the next episode just about fall marathon training and some of the woes that we may go through with summer marathon training, because that is very different. I have found summer, like, during the summer, you train for fall marathons. Yeah. And during the winter, you train for spring marathons. Yeah. And I find that the, the things that you have to put into training are, can be different. Yeah. Like summer marathon training can feel very different than winter marathon training. Yeah. So um, if there's anything that y'all want to ask or add in regards to that, please let us know and we can talk about that on next episode. Most definitely. Yes, yes, yes. So, India? Yes. How can they find me? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at I of Indigo Runs. That's I underscore of underscore Indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. I know that's a lot of underscores, but that just is what it is. Um, you can email me at milesfromindia at gmail.com. And my Facebook is India Cook. What about you, Tommy? Um, you can find me at tmitch68 on Instagram or Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two, at uh, gmail.com. Yeah. Or at uh, the, the Run Duo site. Yeah, hit us up. We're always open to Instagram DMs and stuff like that. We've gotten some good people reach out to, the, to yes, us about yes, things that they want yes, us to talk yes, about. So. Yes. And if, hey, if you want to hit up and say, hey, I want to be on the show, mm-hmm. let us know. You know, tell us what you want to talk about. Yes, and, yes. you know, as long as it ain't too crazy, yes. you know, we'll talk to you. We're here for it. All right. All well, right. until next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>